Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is strange, isn't it? Everybody was worried about Title 42 being lifted. Everybody was worried about it. Everybody was bracing for it. All the news shows were talking about it. Even CNN and MSNBC and all the networks that weren't covering the story, they were all at the border. Title 42 is going to be lifted. It's going to be mayhem. And then the Supreme Court voted 5-4 to four just two days ago to delay it more and hear arguments. They They wouldn't lift the stay, even though Joe Biden's Justice Department told them 1159 would be nice. It was the weirdest thing I ever heard. Maybe they knew it wasn't going to happen, and I, I don't know what it was. They, the Supreme Court justices had to laugh at that. That they said, no, 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 1159 on Tuesday night, that would be perfect. I've never heard of somebody saying, yes, you should lift the stay and not only should you lift the stay, but this is a time-specific. This is when we would like it. It was bizarre. But everything about this has been bizarre. The, 
the Biden administration was thrown a lifeline when Chief Justice John Roberts initiated the stay based on a lawsuit from 19 Republican governors. He could have thrown his hands up in the air and said, oh, well, that's a stay. I guess we'll have to wait. But they fought it. They fought it. The Biden administration will get to make oral arguments later this month. And then attorneys representing the 19 Republican state governors get to make arguments as well in front of the Supreme Court. So another decision is coming. Title 42 can still be lifted. The Biden administration will argue, as they have in a brief, that the pandemic is over. Well, now we got this wave coming in from China. We don't need it anymore because there's no health emergency anymore. That's what Title 42 does. It lets you pause people coming into the country because of a health emergency. Makes a lot of sense. But the Biden administration is still warning us about the tridemic. We got another wave of COVID, as I mentioned in the last segment, coming in from China. And all the time they are ignoring the fentanyl pouring over the border that is killing young adults. Over 80,000 deaths last year from fentanyl. I'd call that a health emergency. But no, 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 no. The Biden administration wants it gone. Even though we have a crisis now at the southern border that is going to get much, much worse. What is going on? I'm starting to buy that theory, which I didn't buy for a long time, that the Biden administration actually wants this. But why? 877-377-4373 is the number to call in. 877-377-4373. We have 2.7 million Border Patrol encounters at the southern border. That's in the last fiscal year. That was a record. That, that broke all records. We never had over 2 million before. That's going to balloon to 5 million. Border towns are already overrun. New York City can't handle the very public busloads of immigrants that show up. And the secret flights in the middle of the night by the Biden administration. You don't hear about them. But don't worry. They say they have a plan. Just like inflation was temporary and the border is secure, they have a plan. Just trust them. We do have estimates of how many encounters there are at the border. We have believed that that system uh, is a system that does an effective job of being able to determine who is coming across the border and what the right way to deal with their case is. Uh, Are there national concerted concerns over the Title 42 expiration? We are taking steps to be able to manage the expiration of Title 42 and to put in place a process that will be orderly and humane. And we believe that in doing so, we can protect our national security concerns. (laughs) What was the plan again? That's National Security Director Jake Sullivan, who I don't believe has ever even experimented with facial expressions. He always has this dead stare and this kind of monotone way of speaking. You see, the the border czar, Kamala Harris, is ignoring the border. And the president is ignoring the border, so we're stuck with Lurch. 
The media and Congress has been asking to see the plan, but apparently it's a big, big secret. Just trust us, there's a plan. Like Biden's plan to fix almost everything, it's a secret because it doesn't exist. Former Border Patrol agent Rodney Scott says he's talked with many other border agents and he's talked with their superiors and and they haven't heard of a plan. All of my sources tell me there really is no plan. If you look at the omnibus, some of the language that's in there, uh, it's basically to re- to process people and release them into these communities as fast as possible. But I want people to stop and think about something. El Paso is the biggest border town in along that Texas border, and they cannot handle this flow. Del Rio is only about 30,000 people. Uh, that, that's the residents in that community. These are small border towns. They can't handle the flow. There weren't even enough flights out of El Paso or San Antonio this last week to be able to handle the local residents and all the migrants. This is, this is beyond anything we've ever seen before. And with these frigid, frigid temperatures, the Biden administration encouraging these people to come up and cross illegally is, is responsible for any deaths that took place. Yeah, well, there already have been deaths that have taken place. Hundreds of people have died on the trip to the border and at the border. Some have drowned in the water. Others, as you know, have drowned in the back of hot trucks. It's awful. We keep hearing that this is supposed to be humanitarian, the way they're dealing with this. It's not. It's the opposite. What what I can't believe is they just passed this omnibus, right? Pet projects. It had all kinds of pet projects for senators and House members. Over 7,000 earmarks for individual districts to pay off campaign donors. In this huge package... Not one cent for border security. It is another reason I'm so upset with the 18 Republicans that signed on to this in the Senate that made it possible. Because they all got paid off. They got something. They got something for their district. They got something for their donors. But they, this was their opportunity to stand firm and say, no, 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 we're not voting for this. We aren't voting for this unless you... Put some money towards border security. But instead, there's billions of dollars in it for immigrants here illegally to become citizens. Nothing, however, to stop them from crossing the border in the first place. This is bizarre. It is almost like they want this. I never believed it before, but this it's becoming real. How else do you explain the lack of security? Everything they do is a welcome mat for millions. Brandon Judd, the president of the Border Patrol Union, was on with Maria Bartiroma, and Maria asked him what Biden was doing about the border or planning to do about the border when he visits the president of Mexico in Mexico City in two weeks. Uh, maybe there's some great ice cream shops in Mexico City. I, I don't know. Um, but if he's going to go there and he's, and he's going to do what he's always done and talk about root causes rather than what's the actual cause of illegal immigration in the United States, um, he's just not going to accomplish anything. Um, the Mexican government does not want this chaos to end. They're making money. Um, well, they're making billions of dollars right now because all of the money that the cartels make, it goes right back into their economy. Yeah. So there's well, no incentive for 
Mexican governments, it was um, the Mexican government officials who were leading that uh, group of 1,000 people in El Paso the other day. Remember, it was very organized, all in trucks, and it was Mexican officials. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. That clearly shows that they want what's going on because they make so much money off of this. So all we can do is hope that the Supreme Court keeps Title 42 because border towns are overrun with homelessness and crime and it's moving across America. Are you concerned about this? I would be. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. Maybe you have a solution. This is Larry Menti in for Jesse Kelly. We'll talk after this. You know, I never, ever, ever truly believed the theory that the Democrats want to keep the border open because they're looking for Democratic voters. I used to think that that was a possibility, but I had this long conversation with a guy that ran the campaign for George H.W. Bush in Iowa, and he was he was part of the Hispanic outreach. I just talked to him when he was in Iowa, but he was doing the Hispanic outreach from state to state to state to state to state. And this was a time, if you remember, that Pat Buchanan was big on the border and, you know, they wanted to they wanted to crack down on security at the border, just, I guess, much like today, like Trump did. It's been an issue that long. And he said something really fascinating to me. He said, he said, you know, Hispanics are Republicans. He said they're family people. They're very religious. They're pro-life. He goes, if you take the top 10 issues, two through 10, they're Republican. But when you start with, we want to throw you all out of the country, we don't want you to come here, you lose the argument. Nobody gets to the second thing. I don't know if you remember when the governor of, I think it was Arizona, the governor of Arizona, I can't remember her first name, but it was Governor Martinez. When she spoke at the Republican National Convention, she said, you know, she was a Democrat. And they wanted her to come over. And so they talked to her and they they started talking about what they believed in. She said they never said switch. They just talked issues. And she, if you remember the speech, she got out and went into her car and she said, I'll be, I'll be doggone. We're Republicans. And she switched parties. And so I, maybe it is part of, some big design that they want so many people to come into the country. And certainly they're, you know, they still are getting 60, 70%. This last election, we thought there was going to be a switchover on the vote. Remember all the polls were out early and they said Hispanics were, were going Republican and, and every election from Obama when it was in the eighties, it's been coming down. Well, it didn't in this past midterms. It was supposed to come down under 60 for the first time. It was 64%. It wasn't in the 70s anymore. But I do believe that if that is the plan, that could backfire. I don't know what's going on. I just know there's something going on because this can't be just pure incompetence. Johnny, in your truck in New Jersey... You're on the Jesse Kelly Show. This is Larry Menti filling in. Yeah, Larry. Title 42 being dropped is so that more and more of the immigrants can come through. As a matter of political party, 
that's not as a definitive issue. What it is is to destabilize the country, to put so many people in so many areas that they just drain the resources, that the resources that tax-paying Americans should be receiving aren't there anymore. It's part of a, a multi-pronged attack on American culture and values. And if they end up getting the votes by pay, making citizens out of all of these illegal immigrants, so be it. But that's not the main goal. It's to destabilize. I drive in the city. It used to be every mile you'd have a Mexican woman with a little papoose on the back selling flour or, or churros or Gatorades or water. Now it's every block. Every block I go to a stoplight, there's a Mexican woman with a baby on her back selling drinks or selling churros or selling these green little nuts that I don't know what they are, but they look like they'd crack a tooth if you bit into them. Yeah, I just, I, thanks a lot for the phone call. I, I just don't know what the end game is on that. Like they want to destabilize the country? Why? I, I just don't understand. I, I hear all these theories, but then tell me why. Why do they want to destabilize the country? Now, if you're saying that they want to make us more dependent on government because there's some socialist agenda, maybe I can get that a little bit because that at least there's a cause and effect to that. But I don't see the cause and effect in just destabilizing the country unless you're saying they're just absolute traitors. 877-377-4373. Larry from Denver. You're on the Jesse Kelly Show. Hey, Larry. Hey, so the, the deal is we're the United States is in revolutionary war right now. The only people that are fighting for this are the Democrats. They want to end up planned government, and the means justifies the end to, to them. So all of these things you're talking about are derivatives of that point. They want to end up 100% planned government. So there again, the means justify the end of these people. They are willing to destroy this country to end up running it. Simple deal. What are we? What, but do? what, what, what are they? They want to end up with a dilapidated country. I, I, I really don't yeah, get. Absolutely, absolutely. Look at what they've done in the other countries. Look at what they've. Look at what they've done in some of the European countries. They are destroying this country, and they want to end up planned government. Whether or not this country is successful in their eyes makes no difference at all. It's not going to slow down the fact that they just print money whenever they want. They do whatever they want. Joe Biden's been there for 23 percent of the United States history. Okay, this is—I don't think you under—I don't think a lot of people understand this. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, these kinds of people have taken possession of this country. They actually believe this is their deal. This is their parking place out in front of uh, whatever building they they get chauffeured to is their parking place. We—they own this deal. Is the way they look at this. Yeah, I listen, Larry, I, I, you know, you have come up with a theory. I'll tell you that. I, I'm not sure I buy that theory. I say, I guess maybe I hope it's not true. But I, I still don't see what the end game in that is. You want to run a dilapidated country? You want to ruin the country so you can run it? You know, if you're a business owner, do you want to ruin the business so you can be the only one in control? It doesn't. That seems to not make any sense. There's other ways to do that if they just wanted to run it, but they'd, they'd want it to be successful, right? They'd want to own something of value. And when we come back, let's talk about Joe Biden visiting the border. 
because he seems to be allergic to it. Larry Menti in for the Jesse Kelly Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here with a message that's about safety. When it comes to protecting your loved ones, it's not just about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Picture this. A situation arises where you or your loved ones are threatened. Instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. What if there was a way to effectively defend yourself and de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. We don't always need to go to DEFCON 1. We just need protection to confidently ensure we can defuse the situation and drive the threat away immediately. Burna is legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Burna is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now. Now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. For anyone living with everyday aches and pains, I've got a question. What are you missing out on? What are you not doing that you wish you were? What would you do if you felt better? The answer is likely a lot. That's why I want to tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free daily supplement that helps your body fight pain naturally. Developed by doctors, it's been incredibly effective, even life-changing for so many people. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients. It doesn't just mask pain, it helps reduce or even eliminate it. In about three weeks, you'll know if it's working because you'll feel the difference all day every day. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, if you're looking to feel better, live better, give Relief Factor a try. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF and save on your first order. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. Here's to less missing out and more living life with Relief Factor. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. I do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created Rough Greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy. All those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. 
Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free Jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG. That's roughgreens.com jesse. This is Larry Menti in for Jesse Kelly on the Jesse Kelly Show. I hope your Thursday is going well. I hope you're not still stuck at an airport or figuring out how you're possibly going to be able to travel with all the canceled flights. It's still mayhem, you know, at most of the nation's airports. And I certainly hope you don't know someone or have a relative who died or was injured in that horrible winter storm. One of the worst in history. Now killed almost 70 and injured hundreds of others. Many of the deaths were in the Buffalo area. Most of them were in the Buffalo area in New York. And I am so sorry to let you know the horrible fact that your president, Joe Biden, could care less about your troubles. He's in San Croix having the time of his life. Early this morning, this is the way that the local station in New York, Fox 5, reported the story. This was yesterday. And I love the read because you can hear the disbelief in the anchor's voice as she reads this news copy. In all, 65 people are dead. There's looting and thousands are snowed in. But while that's all happening, President Biden is on his way to a tropical island vacation. He left last night for a trip to St. Croix as the country continues to suffer through this major winter blast. The Post says Biden will be in a three-bedroom beachfront villa with an in-ground pool. The Post says it's unclear who owns that vacation property. It's owned by a rich Democratic campaign donor. I know that. As Bill Maher would say, I don't know that for a fact, but I know it's true. That was President Biden's let them eat cake moment. While the peasants are stranded, the ruling case, the ruling class vacations, flying down there in a government-paid private jet to a private villa on a private beach with a pool all to yourself. Thousands are stranded at airports. Dozens are dead. The nation is still dealing with the effects of a massive winter storm. And the leader of the country doesn't have an ounce of empathy or even just plain common sense to cancel his vacation plans to, to just at the very least show, a, show some support for those who are suffering. If you're upset that your holiday plans were ruined, know that the president doesn't feel your pain at all after too many Mai Tais on a private beach in San Croix. Ah, it's a good life, isn't it? Living off of taxpayers' money and rich campaign contributions. Now, when the president gets back from his luxurious stay on a tropical island, his first trip will be to Mexico City to meet with the Mexican president. So he's finally going to visit the border to see the crisis he created firsthand. No, I'm kidding. No, he's not. Not a chance. And even though his spokeswoman, White House Press Secretary 
Corinne Jean-Pierre claims that he's already been there. He's been to the border, uh, and since he took office... When, when did he go to the border? Since he took office, the President Biden has been uh, taking action to fix our immigration system and secure our border. All of that, every word she said, is a lie. Biden has not been to the border as president. He's not seeking money to secure the border. He's seeking money to prosecute, To no, excuse me, not prosecute, I wish that was true, to process the people that were coming across. There is absolutely no record of him visiting the border in the last decade. The last time he was even close to the border was when he was running for president and he drove past it in 2008. That was the last time he was anywhere near the border. The president is not going to go to the border. It's not going to happen. He doesn't want to be photographed at the crime scene. Even though people in his own party are begging him to come down. They want him there because a crisis is difficult to ignore or forget after you see it firsthand. But Biden was recently in Arizona, a border state, and refused, absolutely refused to go to the border. When he was about to get on a helicopter, and the, and the sound's going to be sketchy here. Remember when President Reagan used to use that as an excuse to not talk to the media? He'd put his hand up to his ear and go, I can't hear you. Helicopter, I can't hear you. But Biden walks over to the media, and he usually just takes one question, so it makes it look like he's always available for questions, when actually he normally takes questions from selected reporters. But that at the helicopter, standing off to the side, was Peter Ducey from Fox News. And he asked him why he wasn't visiting the border when he was going to be so close to it. Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. That was December 6. Biden visited a semiconductor plant in Phoenix to announce, well, not to announce, to brag about a $52 billion investment in semiconductor, and not just for that place, but all across the country. He was using that place as a, uh, the semiconductor plant in Arizona, as a way of showing what he was going to be helping out from the bipartisan infrastructure bill. There was $52 billion in it for semiconductor plants. It's very important. I get it. It's very important because we, we rely on China too much for semiconductors, and it's important to make them here. But is it more important to the president than the crisis at the border? The human trafficking? The fentanyl that is killing our young? The lack of security at that border that makes this country vulnerable? A semiconductor plant apparently is much more important than any of that to the president. You heard him say that to Peter Ducey. I'm going to be doing something that's much more important. He could care less about the border. Even Democrats are befuddled on this. Here's Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. I don't know why they keep avoiding the border uh, and say there's other things more important than visiting the border. If there's a crisis, show up. Just show up. Uh, I think part of the battle is if he just shows up and says, I'm going to be working on this and on this, just showing up at the border 
uh, would send a strong signal to the communities that uh, he's there, he cares about the border communities, just show up. It doesn't take much to just show up at the border. No, I get it. It's frustrating, especially if you're at the border and your constituents want him to come down there and you need help. I get it. But you say just show up and show you care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. This has all been a big act. The only thing he gets mad about is that the media keeps bringing it up. In a new book, that's what he gets mad about. Cuellar isn't the only one. Democratic El Paso councilwoman who voted for Biden, Claudia Rodriguez, has been outspoken that the border city she loves is overrun with immigrants sleeping on the street, sneaking into people's backyards and homes, and she wants the president to come and see it firsthand. He needs to see what he has done to our communities, what he has done to the state of Texas, what he has done to the entire nation. And finally, and this is my favorite one, Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, who, by the way, just left the Democratic Party and is an independent but still caucuses with the Democrats. She had the best answer of all, saying, of course, of course Joe Biden should go to the border. I absolutely think the president should visit the border. In fact, I think... Anyone who's responsible for setting or making policy on the border should visit the border. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, she thought about it, like what she was going to say next. She laughs to herself and then says, Wait, it's a no-brainer. Of course it's a no-brainer. Yes, it's that simple. Anybody involved with securing the border should visit the border. It's a no-brainer. If you're responsible for anything, you need to go see it. Visit once in a while, especially if there's a problem, and there's a big problem at the border. The president could go tomorrow if he wanted to. He'd have to leave San Croix, but he could go tomorrow if he wanted to, but he's not going to. And don't fall for this lie from the White House that White House officials love to use, and they haven't used it as much anymore, but they used to use it all the time, that if the president went to the border, it would create security risks. Really? Because I thought you'd been saying all along the border's secure. What would the risk be? When we come back, I I want to continue talking about the border and one other thing. It's something important that's happening in this country right now. This is Larry Menti in for Jesse Kelly on The Jesse Kelly Show. The FDA has just fast-tracked approval of Narcan as an over-the-counter drug. That's great. It's it's what you use to stop somebody from overdosing on an opioid or, or fentanyl. It's great. I mean, it saves lives. It saves so many lives across the country. The police normally have it, and sometimes they have it in schools and things like that, but now you're going to be able to have it in your home. Great news, but, you know, it's also disturbing news. It means that we're in such need in America for Narcan that no longer is it just a tool for police. We have it in many schools, but now people want it in their workplace, in their homes. Everybody's afraid that they might accidentally take fentanyl. 
Narcan's becoming almost as, as common as defibrillators are. And, and, that, and I applaud the FDA for what they're doing because they take the unprecedented step of going ahead and, 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 and formulating OTC um, packaging and labeling for Narcan, even though it hasn't been approved. And Congress and the FDA has been encouraging the pharmaceutical manufacturers to apply for the OTC status of Narcan. And that's what needs to happen right now. That's Georgia Congressman Buddy Carter. Congress has been involved in pushing the FDA to fast track the drug for over-the-counter use by saying that there's a national emergency. A national emergency. Really? It's a national emergency that President Biden is ignoring. Remember when the opioid crisis was declared a national emergency? Well, now we have fentanyl killing more people. And no national emergency for fentanyl is declared. Now, the opioid crisis, by the way, the the national emergency for opioids are still around. So I guess he's getting away with saying, well, that's we just put it under the umbrella of opioids. But part of the reason you declare a national emergency is to get much needed attention to the problem. With attention comes resources. With the media comes resources. If the president were to come out today and say, I'm declaring another national emergency for fentanyl, we could help beat it. We could help beat this scourge right now. Instead, nothing. And you know why? He's ignoring fentanyl because it's pouring over the border. Don't take my word for it. The Drug Enforcement Agency will tell you this is Biden's DEA says this. He just ignores them because if he acknowledges the fentanyl crisis, then he has to acknowledge the border crisis and then everything's his fault. It is anyway, but he doesn't want that reported. That's the number one strategy of this administration, it seems like, isn't it? Ignore it and it will go away. Which is never supposed to work except... He has the FBI infiltrating social media, and he also has media on his side. And we don't even know if the FBI is infiltrating the nation's media, but I wouldn't put anything by them now that I've heard all this stuff that Elon Musk was great enough to release. 107,000 opioid deaths last year in the fiscal year, 80% from fentanyl. And 90% of those dying are young adults who many times think they're getting a brand-name prescription drug, but they're fake and cheaper to make than fentanyl. It's a heartbreaking story out of San Diego. A 17-year-old boy in San Diego thought he was buying Adderall to help him study for his exams. He didn't sit down and take 10 pills before he went to school that day. He He just took one. In tears, mom Laura Brinker-White describes how just one pill to treat anxiety laced with fentanyl took her 17-year-old son's life. And he did not know that fentanyl was in that pill um, to the degree that it would kill him. They found him dead up in his room. Fake synthetic fentanyl, all of it, all of it is coming from Mexico. Moved here by cartels who make billions on the sales of the drugs. Police officers who are making arrests and stopping millions of doses. Millions of doses, but it's a drop in the bucket. And when they make arrests, did you know they put themselves at risk? 
The fentanyl produced illegally in Mexico is that dangerous, or it can be. Depending, it's not mixed properly. So if there's a little bit too much fentanyl in it, it can be deadly. A sheriff deputy in San Diego County found out all about that the hard way. No longer are we talking about meeting on the street and making that connection. The dealer is in your kid's pocket along with the phone. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco oversees the drug enforcement. That wasn't the, uh, I thought that was important to hear anyway, but that was not about the, about the deputy in San Diego. This is. My lungs just locked up. I, 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 I couldn't breathe. I was trying to gasp for breath, but I, I, I couldn't breathe at all. Bye-bye, you okay? Talk to me. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're okay. Don't be sorry. There's nothing to be sorry about. I got you, okay? I'm not going to let you die. Deputy Fiveye taken by ambulance, overdosing again and again on his way to the hospital. But without his partner and that Narcan, he knows he would have been just another statistic in this country's deadly drug overdose epidemic. I'm Deputy David Fiveye, and I almost died of fentanyl overdose. Yeah, the same thing happened in Florida last month when another deputy who insisted video of her coming back to life because of Narcan. It's time to declare an emergency. Well, it's been a blast filling in for Jesse Kelly tonight. I'm Larry Menti. Hope to be back sometime. Jesse Kelly will be back next week. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.